Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful The Arsenios ESL Podcast. Another Corporate Finance Monday. Oh, it is April, my goodness gracious. It is April. I'm probably, at this point, I'm about 6,000 more plays away from hitting half a million. I cannot believe that this is actually coming. I'm going to be revealing the stats, doing a podcast to show my grace and my gratitude to Every last one of you beautiful individuals who have been supporting my podcast, I just want to say thank you so much for your encouragement. Thank you so much for, you know, looking at some of the stats. I'll talk about everything coming up real soon, but my goodness gracious, April's here. An amazing trip. It was going to one of the most beautiful islands here in Thailand. Now I'm back on the grind. We're about a week and a half away from the Songkran holidays out here. Decided that I'm not going to be doing much. Might go to a couple of places, see some crazy ass monkeys running up and down the mountain just west of Bangkok. But other than that, we are a quarter down in this year already. And a lot of you probably don't even know what happened. And this is why you need to journal and journal all those good moments. Just look at all the good that has happened throughout this year already. And again, make sure you write down those Friday finishers to make sure that you stay on track with the things that you must complete, the things that must finish by 5 p.m. Friday. And with that being said, let's dive into corporate finance, baby. We are going to listen to Alex, George, Andy, and Samir talk about a wide range of things that we've discussed in regards to everything we've already talked about. So obviously, we talked about budget variances, big variances, uh, management consultants, are they uh, uh, you know helpful or a waste of time and money? Listen, anyone with the wrong intent could be a waste of time and money. But people with the right intent could be someone who is worth the time and money. You know, the first question I wanna give you here is how often do you look at your financial results? And after having such a wildly, I'm just saying a wildly successful month, uh, picking up a client, a law firm out here in Bangkok, which I'm going to be teaching, um, oh my God, I believe it's gonna be like 50 hours. Uh, it being online, very grateful. Uh, just finishing up the company that I had told all of you about uh, over the past couple of uh, months in regards to uh, the Monday episodes, uh, episodes I give, finishing them up and finally saying, oh, thank God that's over. You know, and finally laying that to rest. And now looking ahead to what is currently happening in my life, I do actually take down the money I make uh, over the month. And the main reason for this is because I must keep track in terms of the money that is going out and the money that is coming in. And I could not be, couldn't be any more grateful for what is happening right now. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's a horrible Facebook group by the name of TOEFL IBT study group with about almost 200,000 followers. They suspended me from posting on there for about 30 days for whatever reason. They probably realized that I am the best at what I do. I'm the number one uh, in regards to TOEFL. And they suspended me for whatever reason. But again, my market is not in that specific Facebook group because that Facebook group is littered with people who just want free stuff, just like most IELTS groups are, right? But nonetheless, it was one person who actually helped me. And she joined my webinar one time. She watched my videos, podcasts, went from 91 to 101 in TOEFL, and now 
she literally shared my information in a Telegram group of more than 300 people. I've had followers. Uh, and I went from about 210 followers on my ESL podcast page to 250. Half of them are all now students. And to see, excluding the law firm, excluding obviously what I do out here in Thailand with the, you know, the private tutoring I do at the institution, I couldn't, I could not, I cannot believe how much I am making now. I just can't. I'm so consistent with what I'm making now. And I told, you know, the other half. And I told her, I said, listen, to be honest with you, my goal for this year is to make this amount in three months. And I want to eclipse this amount in one month this year, preferably October or November. And now I put that out there because these are goals. I have no idea how I'm going to achieve that. I do by based on things that do happen, looking for a sponsor for my podcast where I make, you know, residual income and all that. But at the same time, putting that out there and putting out those astronomical goals makes me want to achieve even more. It's not about the finance. It's about the growth leading all the way up and seeing how all my work has paid off. You know, a lot of people from this specific podcast have followed me and they hurry up and follow me on my Arsenio's ESL podcast page and they hurry up and try to, um, they hurry up and try to get free stuff and then they unfollow me. There was uh, another lady, and I hate to say from the country, but she's from India and they do fall into this country for whatever reason. I've had uh, two good Indian students out of about probably about 5% out of 100%. Uh, but the majority of them, you know, they try to hurry up and extract as much information and free stuff from me. And then they never go through with the payments. They, they hurry up and unfollow me, especially European countries, uh, Kosovo, uh, Ukraine, Italy, unfortunately, for some reason, it always falls into that. But I learned so much about niche markets. I've learned so much about sales. I've learned so much about finding even sub niche markets within the niche market. So now every single day I get one to three inquiries from people, whether it's people working at Microsoft who want to learn business English, or people who are admins at specific schools throughout in, you know, in the United States. And I continue to get better through the word of mouth. And we're going to be discussing about sales and everything coming up in another podcast later on. But nonetheless, I, what I do with the information, and, and this is your next question, what do you do with the financial results or the information you get from looking at your salary? Now, a lot of you are, yes, salary people. Salary people in terms of, well, okay, well, you know, all I do is, you know, make what salary and that's it. Totally understandable. Totally understand that. Now, one of the big things that I've always wanted to do was just basically get better and grow so that I can earn more. To learn more, you earn more. And a lot of people would say, oh, well, you know, that's very this or very that. Listen, I know a lot of people who play defense and they've gone nowhere in their life and they go on these YouTube YouTube comment sections and they complain about how bad Wall Street and all these other places are when they have no control of their own life. So I'm able to extrapolate, meaning I'm able to pattern, like put it into a pattern and say, wow, look how much I've made this past month. Had no idea <clears throat> that I would make that much this past month, but I did. And how can I continue that and doing that? And so 
that's what you need to do. Again, outgoing finances, understanding, yes, okay, you got your everyday expenses, but also looking at the things that do come in and the assets, the royalties, the things that you make without actually working. So with that being said, we're going to listen to these four guys talk about a variety of things, and then we're going to go from there and answer them like I always do. Here we go. Let's dive in. The first question, interim results and business development. Tell us about how you use interim results in your company. Interim results are important. We try and break our results down quarterly. We, we assess quarter on quarter the level of performance. Have we got growth in turnover? How are our margins looking? Is there capacity for growth going forward? What do we need to do to satisfy that? Our aim is to continually grow the business and therefore continually grow the staff we have in the business. Um, and we use interim results as a key indicator on whether that's possible. So naturally, in my business, I have goals for the next few years and, and more specific goals for the next uh, year. But then within that, I have quarterly goals and the monthly goals. So what that helps me to do is to um, firstly avoid overwhelm because I've broken my goals down. Um, so it's not this big overwhelming goal for the next 10 years that I have to reach and, and it's from where I am now to get there. But it's just breaking that down and it just helps me to, uh, to just really... Um, identify if I'm on course. We do look at interim results very regularly to see how they're impacting the business. And as I, as I mentioned earlier about, we, we use that information to see what we're gonna change going forward with the business, which is usually in relation to marketing or the expansion of the business. For example, taking on new premises, new offices, new shop fronts. So we would definitely look at interim results to make sure that they were at least what we expected the figures to be before we go ahead and open more offices or more shops, more high street shops. All right, so let's break this down again. Growth and turnover. Like, are you, and I love it by looking at that, you know, the growth and the turnover and everything, like, are we hitting our goals in terms of finance? If I look at where I was last February, pretty good. Pretty decent. Was still working for this uh, this other <clears throat> this other tutorial center that sent me to businesses and whatnot. And I haven't been back to that business in one year. They said, "Oh, we're gonna come back after COVID." I said, "Well, COVID's here forever, so I'll never see you again." Bye bye. But anyways, um, you know, looking at where I was before, I wasn't as scared because I already weathered the storms. And so when it came to growth, <clears throat> although I was doing very good financially at the time, everything turned right upside down again because the uh, alpha, then the delta variant came here to Thailand. And from April to December, I never stepped foot into the tutorial center. It's kind of crazy. You know, everything that shut down, you know, I still remember for about four months, there was no sitting in restaurants, you name it. And so by looking at the things like quarterly, even at the beginning of last year, still a little bit at a loss, kind of just hoping and praying that this one student would pay. And then, you know, in April and May of last year, I was like, okay, well, everything shut down. I got to see how I can hustle and get this student and get that student. But now everything is just unbelievably free flowing. So now I'm just looking to multiply and figure out, you know, different assets. So again, it goes into what the second guy had said. George, he talked about big goals, three-year goals. And then he talks about the specific goals that go down from quarterly to monthly, et cetera, et cetera. 
So some of you actually have this big gigantic goal, which is absolutely fantastic. A goal that you have no idea what are the steps are to get there, but you know that you're going to develop to get there. That's exactly what I did with my podcast. Um, as a matter of fact, I haven't uh, told all of you just yet, but coming up in about two weeks, I'm going to be getting on a pre-podcast call with a lady who sent me two uh, notices uh, saying, hey, Arsenio, uh, you know, uh, we will, uh, uh, you know, a podcast guest proposal. And then I got another email said, hey, you know, just, you know, message you back and da, 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 da. I'm like, who the hell is this? So I looked her up, Cassandra Bodzak. And I'm like, oh my God, well, this is interesting. She has 150,000 followers. Oh my gosh, she was an actress. She acted alongside Antonia Banderas. She wants to come on my podcast. And so that was a gigantic goal to bring people on to talk about mindfulness, meditation, personal development, things that will be able to be incorporated into everything that I'm doing right here, right now. But sometimes we have no idea how we're just going to reach out to some of these people who have thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of followers that will, again, create even more prolific content. But at the same time, I know that I'm doing consistent work on a routine basis to get to where I need to be. And that's the problem with a lot of people. You don't have that consistency. And that's what you need. You need that dogged persistence is what I said in my personal development podcast. So with that being said, we're going to go into the next question. Tell us about a time when there was a sizable variance between actuals and forecasts. So let's break this down a little bit better because actuals forecast, some of you are like, huh? Let's get it in. Let's, let's see and expand on this idea. There was an instance when our forecast was very different from the actual result. Um, when we first started the business, we had a five-year plan. We had an idea of the level of turnover and when, where that could get to and what it should be at a certain point. And we managed our staff recruitment according to those figures. It got to about year three where the estimated turnover was not reached. However, we still progressed with the staff recruitment and it got to the point where the profitability of the business was getting impacted. So we had to make a tough decision in terms of staffing. Um, there was one member of staff we had to let go because the business couldn't justify having that person in. We then have changed the way we've forecasted going forward where we've been a bit more realistic in terms of growth of the business and therefore adjusted our staff recruitment policy accordingly. Wow. So let's break this one down. This is very interesting because, again, basically the actual was different from the results. So you had a five-year plan, okay? The level of turnover, okay, they managed it. But after year three, realized that that turnover wasn't reached. And then it started impacting the profit. And so what ended up happening, they had to let go of one staff member because it couldn't justify keeping them there. I want you to listen to this very carefully. Because a lot of people, if you are not a creator and someone who generates income within a business, you're going to be the first person that gets let go. And I hate to share that information, but it's the truth. You know, I didn't realize how even powerful I was at the tutorial center that I work at part-time on a full-time basis. Uh, after, you know, I had been getting into a little tug-of-war match, you know, probably about three years ago with one of the staff members. I realized that the main CEO called her and told her to apologize to me. Now, of course, she never did uh, because she is what we call in Thailand, a manufa. 
right? And ego, we name it. Don't really need any apologies. The asshole's an asshole, right? That's all there is to it. But even with him, he had the staff members hurry up and contact me saying, Arsenio, can you teach his son? I said, whoa, 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 what, what? You want me to teach the CEO's son? Yeah. I'm like, uh, 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 let me, unfortunately, my, my uh, schedule didn't fit theirs. Plus, I do a lot of working out. I have about three to four different students uh, from around the world uh, every morning. Uh, and I teach groups of students too. So between 6 a.m. and about 11 a.m., that's like my big time stuff. Now, I'm now getting a lot more West Coast students. And so now it's kind of going into the 11 p.m. to 12 p.m. too. The only time I'm really off is between 1 p.m. and about 5 p.m. But now East Coast time, 6 a.m., 5 p.m. to about, you, you see what I mean? And then obviously on Wednesday, Thursday, I mean, Monday and Tuesday, I now have to teach a law firm from six to eight in terms of business, uh, uh, business law and stuff. So in saying that, the reason why I say that is to say that because I'm such an asset and I'm, I do so many, a variety of different things, not only just TOEFL, 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 which is an amazing income generator, but I'm now starting to get general English and business English uh, inquiries. And now people are like, oh my God, not only that, but I'm expanding on so it, when you start expanding to business English on a worldwide, this is when things completely open up. And so with that being said, I'm probably out of the 60 teachers at this tutorial center, I'm the number one. And the reason why I say that very humbly is because just recently I went out for drinks on a farewell with one of the staff members and the guy, oh my God, he's so Luke, I've been wanting to bring him on my podcast since 2019. Hopefully one day, one day, talk about slang. But Luke and I, we ended up discussing a couple of things. And he said, why did you give me this? And so here in Thailand, you get like a really a crazy, it's like Preply. I don't know if any of you have heard of Preply, P-R-E-P-L-Y. I've heard horror stories of some of the students on there. And Preply just like, they ban you. Uh, although the horror students would just say things that are very rude and cuss you out, right? But nonetheless, what happens is out here in Thailand, four years ago, I used to get really bad students. What does that mean? Well, in comparison with the other colleague I had who just told me, his child, the child that he had to teach showed his feet and farted the entire hour he taught him. Those are the type of, I never had a student who showed his feet, obviously, no, no way. I would say zero tolerance, but the CEO knows. And he would say, no, don't you dare give that class to Arsenio. He's the number one. You're going to have to give it to someone else. But Luke is the one that's put his foot down and say, why don't you give this to any of the alcoholic teachers at the, you know, who work for, you know, this company? It is so funny because again, a lot of people who are over 50 years old in this country who are foreigners we're on, uh, what is it, marriage visas. They're all alcoholics, right? Not all of them, but the majority of them. And he said, nope, you can give this class to that people. Stop giving me these horrible classes. And I told him, I said, I only want quality students. If there's ever a moment where I feel that I'm not getting anything back from these students, I am leaving, okay? Or I'm just gonna say, nope, get rid of this student. I'm done with them. I have zero tolerance for that. So when you put yourself in an echelon, and you learn and you benefit and you help the company profit and you become a value member within a company, you'll never be replaced. You'll always be the last one in the pecking order. They'll always keep you. So always keep that in mind. Next one, tell us about how you used balanced scorecards in your business. 
this is going to be very interesting. So here Balance we go. Scorecards are something which are very important for growing businesses. Um, we've adopted our own method where each member within the organization has their own responsibilities. Um, for example, my, resp my key responsibility is the growth of the business, the marketing. You know, I'm, I'm out there and I have to bring the new business in. I have to make sure that our current clients are being given the added value service and to see whether there's any potential new work we can get from our existing clients. We have other members of the business where one person is, is responsible for the admin of the office and the staffing of the office. So each person has got their key role. We try and have at least weekly meetings where we discuss if there's any issues within the business and see what we can do to amend going forward to help things run more effectively. Yeah, I like that. I really like that. Remember I talked about this last time. So here we go. Everyone within a company has their own responsibility. They have their role. So he is responsible for marketing and bringing business in. If you bring business in, revenue, you're never going to be replaced. That's number one. Added value to the existing customers. See, because I'm so good and some of you are going to be listening to some of the TOEFL preparation classes coming up this month, next month, uh, June. Again, obviously, you know, the early access podcast is available. You can get all those episodes in advance for free. All right. No, I'm sorry, not for free. For $5 a month or for $45 a year. So with that being said, because I'm so good at what I do, there's one student I have, Anneli, big shout out to you. Uh, born in Mexico, raised in, Me uh, bo born in the United States, raised in Mexico, back to the United States. A beautiful soul. Love her. Love Astrid. Love Soleil. You're going to be hearing some of these preparation classes coming up real soon. And what's so great about it is because I'm so good at what I do, she's been referring over and over and over and over all her friends. As a matter of fact, in three and a half hours, I woke up this morning, there was a girl named Marion. Funny as hell, I have a feeling she's going to be as crazy as me. And I'm telling you, when you find someone as crazy as you, although if you're not crazy, if you find someone as born as you, okay, whatever. But if you find someone as crazy as me, I could already tell by some of the things she was said to me. I said, oh, she's going to be good fun. So this has been a recurrent thing over the last three weeks. Over the last three weeks. And guess what? When these scores start coming in for TOEFL and some of these other big heavy hitters who have been following me for a while on uh, Instagram, when they start coming in and a couple of other people who have already scheduled out in advance, holy goodness gracious, I can't imagine what's going to happen. And I'm just so so, so excited about that. So you got to make sure that you always treat your customers 1000%. And what do I mean by that? I'm going to hurry up and give you this nice little example. Well, what ended up happening, as a matter of fact, recently was I started my third preparation class, of course, of my business online. And the first day left a very sour taste in my mouth. Because one of the students, he just kept just didn't understand anything I was talking about the reading like he did not want to understand no questions no nothing I'm like what's going on so I felt really bad that entire day and I said you know what how can I set the intent up to whereas tomorrow I go in and I fucking dominate yesterday uh, on Monday I went in and again prepared and everything ready to go but I wasn't expecting to have difficult students so the second day I came in, I just whipped fucking ass on so many levels. It was the most profound thing I could have ever witnessed. And I was the one doing it because I was just so, like, I was so zoned into it. 
See, existing customers are even more important than the customers who are coming in. Always keep that in mind. And so with that being said, again, let's go into the last one. Tell us about your experience of using management consultants to help with business development. This is gonna be very interesting. I've been at companies where we've used management consultants to help identify acquisition targets in order to help grow the business. What tends to happen is a management consultant will come in and do desktop reviews on possible acquisition targets in order to narrow the focus. They will then work with management of the business to decide which of those targets need to be explored further. Wow, okay, wow. So they go in on desktop, figure out, okay, which targets and which ones are going to be, like which ones do you need to go in a little bit further? I'm telling you, man, when you're the best, and I've been talking to the other half about uh, consulting, as a matter of fact, and I'm like, listen, at some point, and I already told her, I said, I told you last year. Now, last year was just the beginning in terms of what was going to be happening. I am now completely dominating everything. And I said, at some point, you are not going to have to go to work anymore, but you could be a consultant or you're going to be starting up your smoothie business, which is going pretty well right now if you focus just a little bit more or got the help you needed. It's all about discipline and progression, right? And that's what I have. So don't be afraid to seek mentorship. Don't be afraid to seek coaching because that coaching can get you from zero to 10 in about two weeks as opposed to you learn it and you take it three to 12 months. Got it? So that's why a lot of people come to me and say, hey, I need help. You know, I can hurry up and, you know, um, I can hurry up and read uh, something uh, very, what is it? Very, very uh, specific that one of my uh, wonderful students had, um, what is it, had sent me. And this was obviously in regards to a couple of things that I'm trying to figure out and whatnot. And she was like, oh, what did she say? She said, hello there. My name is, and I won't give the name. But I found you through a recommendation of a couple of friends who are preparing themselves for the TOEFL. I've been preparing myself, but I'm looking for an expert to evaluate me in order to schedule the test or take many classes as you consider to be ready for it. And there it is. So I sent her a message and I said, I was making sure that you received my message. I checked for the following days and it does not show any available, uh, availability until Sunday. It's fine before scheduling. If one of your students cancel in advance, may you schedule me? And I hurry up and say, you know what? That is persistence. Good on you. I'm scheduling you in the next three hours. She said, got it. I'll see you soon. See, people, do not be afraid to seek mentorship. And going back to what I said at the very beginning of this podcast, no offense to my Indians. You guys are listening to me. You're almost at 10,000 plays. Thank you so much. Love you guys. Ukraine. Kosovo, the countries I mentioned, not all. However, there are some people that believe that they don't need that extra boost to get them to where they need to be, and that's okay. But to do it in a way where you hurry up and get something for free, it goes to show you what type of character you have. So nonetheless, when I am, and now that I am the number one, the consultations are no longer free. And so the consultations now are a paid service for people who reach out to me like through podcasts or through especially my Facebook page. Um, and it's because my time is very, very valuable now because I have to do a lot of things in a very small amount of time, right? So with that being said, 
what an episode. That was fire. Good stuff, people. Thank you so much for tuning in to another wonderful corporate finance podcast. We're going to be discussing more coming up tomorrow. And you better stay tuned because you know I always drop the hammer over and out.